Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Chemda. And our guest today started off working with the Flip Squad and soon after toured with Lil Kim. He was a household name as a staple in New York City's biggest hip-hop station, Hot 97. He also appeared on multiple episodes of The Chappelle Show and hosted a show on MTV. He has a very popular podcast called One Ep and is just back from touring with Dave Chappelle. Please welcome our guest today, Saifa Sounds. Oh, me? Wow. Wow. Oh, when you list all of that stuff, I'm like, who is this fascinating person? Like me, I'm like, oh, all that is, that's all a sham. It's you. What's up, y'all, ladies? Oh, my God. Thank Good you for see. being here. Yeah, this is, like, amazing. I can't uh, believe that you just came off tour with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, right. Literally, um, literally the week I got back is when all the craziness started, all the COVID lockdown quarantine stuff. And we thought it would get maybe better or at least stay as bad as COVID. But no, no. New York and the rest of America decided to one-up the rest of the countries. And we are in the middle of what looks like, when you look outside, a civil war in some places. I got a notice yesterday while I was on just trying to play poker with fake money, I got an alert saying that there's a curfew now in New York from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. This was about 8 o'clock. So Mm -hmm. Xerxes was like, want to go for a walk now? And I'm like, oh, we're not allowed to go for a walk. So we had to, you know, say stay safe to the people who are out there and um, thank you for helping us fight and, you know, we'll give you places to donate. And I know that you've seen them online, but Andrea went on a, went to a protest. I know. Did. I did. I, I mean, I, I normally don't protest because I'm a, I got a green card in, in, in pending currently. Right. So uh-huh. I can't really take any risks, but yeah. I just, I don't know. I just not to, call anyone who's not protesting an asshole asshole but i felt like an asshole just like yeah sitting there um um just my friend sent me so it was like a it was a peaceful vigil in a park so i'm like this is not me like fighting with cops or right. you know what i mean i, I don't want to like misrepresent what i did but it just seemed to suit my risk level and yeah. i was like all right this seems like a cool you know thing that i can do to, to at least in a symbolic way feel like i'm showing up um but it's hard it's always hard to feel like you're showing up because we're we're actually locked in the house we're wearing masks outside we're taking risks but also it's just you're just always you're not always sure at the moment what to do so i think we're all kind of doing our best to not make it worse and take steps to make it better 
Cypher, how's it going? Like in your area, where are you? Are you? Uh, well, I live downtown, but uh, I've been staying in uh, the suburbs with okay. my baby mom at my baby mama mama's house because um, I got two <laughs> little kids, so we I can't work from home where I was. I live in a small New York City apartment, so we had to get more space. But I go home, you know, twice or three times a week, and I'm too nervous to go back right now. Yeah. I'm and nervous. you grew up you grew up in the Bronx. Like I what, grew up in the Bronx. What part of the Bronx? What was that like? Um growing up in the Bronx in New York City in the eighties was fun and rough. Uh crime was crazy back then. Um, you know, they what always kind say, of crime. Oh, everything. Like like drug deals like in front of the building. You know what I'm saying? What part like, of the Bronx were you? Uh so my mom is from the Fordham Road area, and then uh, my dad died when I was three. <clears throat> Crime. And then um, uh, we moved around a lot. So my grandmother was always Fordham Road, and then my aunt, my godmother, was like um, uh, the part of the Bronx that's near Montefiore Hospital. I guess you got to know the Bronx. I do um, know the Bronx. That is yeah. the hospital my father died in. So. Oh, sorry. What a fucking tragic podcast. So far, far, two dead dads. Here we go. I know. Both Uh, my parents are alive and in Canada, but one of them is an ass. Yeah, Yeah, one of them's kind of like, eh. I feel like this calls for the emoji where the two girls are dancing with each other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Round and round, baby. Well, Uh, I feel like you sort of um, might be from an area that people sort of picture when, uh, because that's, you're saying when you go outside of the building, you see people doing that shaking hand thing. Okay, yes, I definitely saw that. But no, I, um, my area was a little nicer than when they do documentaries of the hood and they show the burnt down sections of the South Bronx. Uh It was a little nicer. Here's my problem with the depiction of the hood. Every movie, every documentary, all the news, it always makes it sound so shitty, which it is. But it's also just our home and our neighborhood. And it was a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of fun things. We didn't know we were poor. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know we were uh, in the the ghetto. You know, like you learn that stuff as you get older. Like we had a lot of fun. I feel like a lot of music and art came out from that time period too. Like people, people are now being like, Oh my God, everyone's going to leave New York city. And I'm like, good fucking go make rent cheaper. Let's all like fuck around. It's there's not, it's not necessarily as the Canadian. Yeah, man. Hey, let's have some fucking fun. You know me, (laughs) I get up to some shit. She's like all these implants. Oh, Listen, Impl- transplant. Sorry, I was really excited. Yeah, I was like, implants. What's going on? Soon, soon, guys. Stay tuned. So, I'm just saying, let's have a little. So when you when you compare it to, you said there's like this really super fun parts and really scary parts. What are some of the fun parts and what are the summer not so fun like, parts? Th- basically, um, the fun parts were like the the. It's hard to explain. The whole neighborhood was a family. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole neighborhood was a family. You didn't get along with this uncle. You you got you super got along with these cousins like everyone in the neighborhood. We all lived on top of each other. This is how I lo- used to look at it. I used to look at like my apartment building as a mansion. And I just used to stay in my room a lot. <laughs> I love that. You know what I'm saying? It's like a and, like, bus is a limo. Yeah. The right state of mind. And you go outside and like somebody's, you know, there's block parties and there was like, 
people playing music out the windows, people playing football in the street. Um, yes, there definitely was a lot of crime, but it wasn't happening like right in front of us as kids. There was people went to go do crime places, you know. But yeah, your car radio would get stolen a lot back then. There was a lot of little crimes because people were funding their crack habit. Sure. So they, they, people would try to get ten dollars. Just all they needed was ten dollars to get some crack. So like whatever they could steal that would be worth ten bucks to sell. They would like they'd steal your car radio and sell it for twenty bucks. Right. I mean, I remember. So uh, my dad actually was a carpenter for in the projects in the South Bronx. So I grew up knowing not a lot about the South Bronx, but you know he would bring home sugarcane, and that would really excite me. I would always get a tropical fruit here or there. Uh, But he had, you know, he had um, an old. Uh, Chevy and he had a Benzie box in his Chevy yeah. and he used to be like and then when we come in we take our, the radio out yeah, and I'd be radio. like I want to hold the Benzie box <laughs> and I was like yeah, the they thing. had to invent a radio you can take out of your car with a little handle yeah, yeah. I was really excited when I got the one that just you clicked it and just the face came the face out yeah and I'm like yeah I'm the coolest I also remember when I got <laughs> A 10 CD changer Ooh. for my trunk. Yes. For the trunk. Yeah, I had a six in my trunk, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> it was such a pain in the ass because, uh, by the way, kids, a CD is this thing that used to store music. Oh, my God. <laughs> I took my daughter to my storage where I have all my old CDs in vinyl. And my daughter looked at the CD. She's five. She looked at the CDs and goes, what are these? And I'm like, the CDs. And she goes, What's that? I'm like, it's how we play music. And her face was exploded. Like, what? Did you try to click on it? Going, Alexa, play <laughs> Trolls soundtrack. <laughs> oh, so she's into good music. Yeah. <laughs> Someone I, uh, sent me a DVD in the mail. So I'm, st- I'm st- of, a, of a comedian, of a comedian <laughs> that I like. Like someone sent me a, a UK comedian's DVD. I'm like, is this a prank? I will tell you guys, I do have um, a VCR slash DVD combo in my house yeah. uh, just in case. And then yesterday I was like, ooh. Just in case what? You get a time machine? I guess. In case I want to watch my Sweet 16 video, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I want to watch your Sweet 16 I watch video. That. Yeah, let's watch this. We Everyone can, stop the podcast. Live stream Trixie's fucking sweet. Listen, did I wear a white dress? I did. Of course. I did. Was there a crown involved? There was. Well, there was. Yeah. Um, was there um, 40s of um, special brew? Absolutely. How many well, crowns have you worn in your life, Tracy? Would you to be totally me? honest with you, yeah. I, I had for my... Um, for my communion, I had a crown of flowers. So mm-hmm. that's not like a real crown. That's like mm-hmm. more of a halo of, um, you know, perfect uh, beauty. Crown. Like a starter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was for Jesus. So that's different. Um, and then for my sweet 16, I wore a very small, tasteful crown from Claire's. Tasteful, honestly. tasteful. <laughs> I just kept yeah. it. Um, but I, I was thinking yesterday, I was in the bathtub. That's where I do all of my thinking, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man. Uh, when I was 14, my friend Anthony made me this great mixtape of dance hall, which is like, I mean, who doesn't love dance hall, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I texted him. I was like, hey, do you have a copy of that mixtape um, that you gave me? He's like, uh, in, in 1998, do I have... He's like, no, I don't have a cop. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I think I might have it somewhere because I never like throw those kind of things out. And, and I was like, do I have to buy a walk? Like how would a Walkman, right? Like I would have to buy a walk. Yeah. Just to play it? 
I mean, people yeah. are, are, are on rollerblades right now in New York City. Like, yeah, we're, a lot. we're regressing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm out there on the bike watching some pretty crazy shit go down all around the I city. I have noticed that a lot of rollerblading. Mm -hmm. I lived on my rollerblades like in Same. the early, mid-90s. Oh, my God. It was the best. It was every single day. Every day. My Absolutely. AOL screen name. You ready? Here we go. Mm -hmm. Princess was, Trixie Tuzini. Uh, actually, you're a little far off. Okay. Uh, I, was, uh -huh. I was different as a teenager. Daddy's uh, Girl 69. <laughs> I hate you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My screen name was Skater Trey, but I used the eight <laughs> as the, the, the eight from the skate. Right. Obviously, yeah. right, 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 right. Skater so Trey. SK number eight. Uh -huh. That's right, Trey. And then- Eight? There were, I was grunge, guys. I had patches on oh. my back. Oh, you were grunge. Yes, okay. I had, I had. You um, were a skater girl. She said to you later. That's later. my culture. That's my culture. That's Canadian Idol. Oh, I'm <laughs> well, sorry. Oh, my God. Did we I had, uh, yeah, guys, back off. There were Jenko jeans involved. I snowboarded mm -hmm. in the winter. I skated, skateboard, uh, rollerbladed in the summer. Uh -huh. um, and all, I carried a book bag with my shoes because, you know, you never know when you have to go uh, mobile on mm -hmm. shoes. Uh -huh. And that's who I was. There was black lipstick. There was a spike collar. I mean, I was oh. really trying. You guys, I have was I there. never met Tracy until this version of my I'm happy life. I'm the one to bring all this out. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Happy. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Did you go on rollerblade cypher sounds? No, I'm not a I never did any I never did anything active. I just no. started uh learning how to run. Oh. So <laughs> I realized I did From nothing. Who? Uh comedian Michelle Wolf. You know Michelle Wolf? Yes. She put me on a running plan and I'm killing it. Wait, are you liking this? Are you that guy that's like, I never thought I would be addicted to running? I hate to say it. Oh, I hate to say end it. And the podcast, get him off. I know. Listen, I hate myself. Okay, good. I hate myself. And here's another thing I go running and I'm not doing nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. I go running and I. And I posted about it and I got all these messages. You're inspiring me. You're motivating me. You're getting me off the couch. I was like, this will be my legacy during yeah. quarantine. I inspired people to run. Your fitness like thought. And then I got an email. I got an email, a DM from, you guys ready? You're going to love this. From the Lululemon herself. Yes. Ah, oh, Vancouver, where are we at? Hello. Lululemon. Oh, wow. The was mother. Like, hey, we see you on your running shit. Uh, you're motivating people. Can we send you some product? I was like, Yes. Me? Tell me you're in leggings right now running. Please no, tell me you're in leggings. The, 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 the running pants they sent me were a, a, a looseness above legging. Like, mm. not legging, but, like, the one right above it. You're going to – they're comfortable as fuck. If men knew how good leggings felt, oh, man. You guys, no, it would be over. They're so, so fucking good. You know, the, the, the guy who created Lululemon is from Vancouver and had to be uh, forcefully removed from his company after making <laughs> comments, disparaging comments about the Chinese. Oh, so everything's oh, fine. Yes. Uh, so Canada's great too. We're totally everything. So guys, Cypher oh, Sounds is, that's is sponsored. Thing, yeah, so that's much, a Vancouver thing. Yeah, there's so yeah, many Chinese... Sure. There's like a Chinese takeover in Vancouver that there's like this oh, yeah. towards them. I know. Well, yeah, it's... it's um. It's like white people getting gentrified for the first time in their yeah. life and not liking it. They're like, yeah. what? You just come in with money and you take my shit? Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> Cypher Sounds is sponsored by Lululemon. So everyone. Uh, not, yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet, but I'm working on it. So I almost failed amazing. gym in high school. 
Well, and look at how far you've they come. You started from the bottom. Now, the bottom, maybe. They told here. me I have to take a summer class of gym to graduate mm-hmm. high school. Okay. Well, but is that, is that because you just didn't you show didn't up? You didn't go. You didn't go. I went. I was physically there, but I didn't do a thing. Okay. Really? Because I, I did that and I passed because I was just like, I have my period every day. <laughs> I should have tried that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, that wouldn't have worked back then, but now it might. My problem is why. I always ask, why do I have to climb this rope? Why? Yeah. Like, tell me, like, what's the point? And they're like, I, you got to do it. I'm like, I'm, that doesn't make sense to me. I can't. You know why? Now you know why. Because you got to run. We'll call you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no, Now I know. Hindsight is 2020. And 2020 sucked as a year. Now you're in <laughs> leggings. So things are very, very different. Um, so, okay. So you're living in the Bronx with your family. Yeah. Everything's great on Fordham Road. And then you decide that you're going to move out on your own. Is this how this happened? Ta- talk no, to me. I am. All right. So I live in, I'm living in uh, the Bronx. I'm going to give you the story. Single mother. <laughs> Puerto Rican mother. Uh, <laughs> my mom was a single mom because my dad died. <clears throat> and then she got with this other guy and my sister was born. But he was, a, he was kind of a jerk. Um, it was cool, but uh, my mom is the greatest. Like my mom was super young when she had me, teen mom, but she was never on welfare, never worried about the next meal. My mom was great. She always kept a job, always kept food on the table. Um, and then when I was in my first year of high school, uh, and I was listen, we were poor, but not dirt broke poor. My mom mm. did a great job. I hate those stories where we had nothing. Like, nah, we had three meals, we had beds, everything was great. Um, she got a promotion and we had to move to Long Island for her job. So now, what part? To, that's tragic. What part of Long yeah, Island? We moved to White, Levittown, Wontaw area. Ooh. And it was like culture shock. I'm sorry that happened to you. It, How did that happen? It, it saved my life. I'm going to be honest with you. It mm. saved my life. Because I was. <laughs> I was involved with the wrong crowd in the Bronx, but I was the nerd. This is what I picture my life. You ever watch YouTube and you see some gangster shit? Somebody uploaded that video. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. old, like the nerds in the in the crew in the gangs don't get the credit. Yeah. Somebody is tagging the YouTube video and mm-hmm. making sure it uh, uploads to Facebook and YouTube at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you were the nerd in the hood. I used to do, there was thugs in my neighborhood and I would do book reports for them. <laughs> and one time, but I was protected. Like they all loved me and I would, I would. Yeah, book. you're a good resource. You got to protect your resource. They, yo, they protected me. And um, one time I did this book report and the guy got a B and he came and he put me in a chokehold. And he was like snuffing me. He's like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, what? He goes, I got a B. They're never going to believe I would get a B. So then I just started doing all the book reports the night before. Yeah. But they would still get like pretty good grades. I was like good at like just knowing what to do. I used to do this in high school too. And I remember like the type of person who would ask me to do it. I'd be like, all right, what, where am I? Where am I leveling for this person? <laughs> right, so that's really he's that's not where you're busting this word out. We're not no. using the five dollar words. Right. Sure. You yeah. find out like what your lens is, right? So you're like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna pretend that I'm Mark. Mark right. drools in class. Right. Um, you know, he's, he's a not jock. right. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what would he say? I understand that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So then Valuable. um 
but but then one night uh one day they told me to cut school they're like yo we're not always going to be there for you so you gotta learn how to stick up for yourself so they uh made me cut school and then they we were going on a rampage to find some people to beat up this Randos. was this was so almost cute you know, this no. was like, hey, little brother, you know, you're going to have to protect yourself. No. Let's, you know, throw a ball around and then kind of. It's like, oh, my hand. God, they're mentoring him. Okay. Yeah, here's, mentored me. here's an iron pipe and we're going to go on a journey. So to, got, beat, to beat people up, is it just like just to, to show that you can? Is that the point? To like, Yeah, they kind of yeah. wanted to see my my punching style, maybe. Right. Or see. Yeah. And like we got on a train and they'd be like, what about that guy? Or what about this guy? And I found a way to get out of all of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just, I just outsmarted them. I gave them, and I was like, well, we, should, we should get some lunch first. Right. Like I can you teach can't. you how to web code. Have yeah, you, you can't beat people part? up on an empty stomach. <laughs> and then. Uh, had you, had fi- you ever gotten to a physical fight before that? Uh, yeah. I was in fights. How'd nothing crazy. Uh, that's the thing about fights. Like, Especially a fight at school, it can only last but so long. Yeah, you, you get tired you just gotta, fast. You gotta just hold your ground. But I've gotten jumped, and that's different. That's like getting jumped is the worst because there's nothing you could do. You just gotta protect your face. Yeah. But I, uh, I outsmarted them, and then by the end, like it's two thirty, they're like, "School's letting out." Like you gotta beat someone up, like that that guy, because they're getting frustrated with me. Mm-hmm. So there's this kid. He's got on glasses. He got a huge book bag. I'm like, oh. So I go up to him and I'm like, was like walking up to him and I'm going like this, run, hey you, <laughs> run, run away. And he's like, what, what? I'm like, run, run. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he finally hears me and he starts running. I said, those guys back there want me to beat you up. Just run away. Aww. So he starts running. And in the projects, uh, this was Parkchester projects. It's not really projects, but it looks like projects. There's like the little, you know, those little chain link gate, uh, chain link chains, that protect the little grass part of a park. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little post uh-huh. and there's like a little chain. It's like you yeah. can just walk right over it. Mm-hmm. He fucking trips on that <laughs> chain. And he already was running slow because of his huge backpack. So he trips. So I just start punching his backpack that's full of science books. It actually kind of works out. <laughs> and then you I hurt your playing. knuckle. But I like had the guys behind me. So they couldn't really see. And I'm just punching his book bag. Like, yeah, rah, rah, rah. And then uh, they start coming over. <laughs> they start coming over because they're like, we should probably get in on this, right? And I was like, get out of here. You're like, he's, like dead. he's dead. <laughs> so that was my, uh, but, that, but anyway, that would have turned, uh, you know, as I got older, that was eighth grade, you know? Mm-hmm. And those guys were, those guys were serious. Uh, that could have turned ugly for me. Uh, as I got older, so I was happy my mom, looking back now, I was happy my mom moved out of the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And even though we moved to like a racist town and like, mm-hmm. it was like horrible, but I, I didn't, you know, whatever. It was just school. So now you moved school. there. Did you just, when did you decide to move back to New York City? Um, uh, I moved out of my house when I was 17 because I didn't like my stepdad. Mm-hmm. So my Half of my senior year, I lived on my own. I lived at a friend's house. And then I, his older sister and her husband had like a basement apartment. Mm-hmm. So I moved to Uniondale in Long Island. So Ooh, I had okay. my own place at, I was 17, just about to turn 18. I had my own apartment, little basement apartment. Pretty fucking sweet. Yo, it was, I, it was shitty, but it was mine, you know? Yeah, 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 and, uh, totally. 
And then uh, from there, uh, then I started working on my career, getting DJ stuff. And then I moved back to New York around when I was about 21. And I got this girl. She was my friend. She was... uh, she was from Cali, but she, no, she was from Philly, but she lived in Queens. She worked in the music industry and I was like an intern and working DJing for little Kim. So she was like, we should just get a place in the city together. Like be roommates. Mm-hmm. So I got this spot in Astoria, Queens. Ooh, Astoria, yeah. Queens. Shout out to Queens. Also, I'd like to say something. Um, I've been a fan of little Kim my entire life yeah. and I prefer to call her small Kimberly. And I, I just, <laughs> do you think that she would be offended by that? Uh, she will, she like, won't like understand why. Okay. okay. See, everything, if you notice about hip hop language is shortening everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm about lengthening. You lengthen, like that's you want to call her like small Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's too long for hip hop. Too long. Okay. Yeah. Was she, was she gaining heat at that point? Like, did you oh, have fire. an idea? Yeah. And fire. then. I was with her before her album dropped and uh-huh. I literally watched her become a superstar. That must you know have been like, surreal, like with, to see crazy. your friend actually fucking, you know, oh, take she off like definitely that. wasn't a friend. Oh, she was not a friend. Okay, oh, I was <laughs> definitely an employee. Of, uh, That's interesting. I mean, I she was, was friendly. I'm just saying, but she wasn't my sure. friend. And then yeah, sure. like I just got hired. Yeah, and I watched. Yeah, they went from she was just doing a couple songs that she had with Junior Mafia to her album coming out, and she exploded. I was getting three hundred a week. No matter what. Ooh, and damn, you were killing it. Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. This is why I killed it. Then I quit. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted me back because the DJ she hired after me sucked. And then she gave me 300 a show. Ooh. I was, I thought I was rich. I'd <laughs> that come is home, amazing. I'd come home, like we do like four shows, sometimes two, like on a Saturday or something. So we'd be gone like Wednesday to Sunday. I'd come home with like 1,200 bucks, 1,500 bucks. Yo, I thought I was the man. Okay, honestly, you're saying this like that's not a lot of like I know, I, like I would feel like I'm the like, man. That is <laughs> in an apartment that costs eleven hundred that I only paid half the rent. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. tell us, was your apartment gross? Like, tell us about your first apartment. First apartment was in uh, Astoria, Queens, off the N train. I think it was Thirtieth Street. Is that the wow. stop? Yeah, yeah. Street. Stop. So it was like thirty first. No. What's Everything's like 30th on yeah, 30th. What's the train 29th stop? on 29th. The train 30th Street. 30th, 30th and Broadway. 30th yeah. Street and yeah. then 31st, I guess, Ave or whatever. Yeah. It is. Like one block from the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, shitty apartment. Uh, two, two bedrooms. So it's like you walk right in just a long hallway. To the right was my bedroom. Then you walk down a little more to the uh, next right is her bedroom. And then like this weird living room and a small kitchen. But it was mine and it was great. Yeah, then, I totally uh, understand that. The rent was eleven hundred. Uh, it was easy. Uh, then we, then I had a girlfriend at the time. We broke up, and my roommate seduced me. Ooh. I was wondering when you two were gonna fuck in this story. I was like, <laughs> hey. they're gonna fuck, but they like, made Andrea. love. They made love. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a pig. You know, you can tell when a dude is like, I met this lady, a girl. Um, this nice person. She was great. She just, I love her as a person. We were best. <laughs> we ruined the relationship. We ruined it. 
Uh, yeah, that happens. That, that happens for sure. But then that led that. to, so we, we did, we did the do, we had sex a couple of times and then she wanted to be my girlfriend and I didn't want her to be my girlfriend. And then that was that. So then I had to get my own place. <laughs> she own kicked apartment. you out. <laughs> did she initiate it the first time? Cause I always yes. wonder with these. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she kind of uh, had it on the brain. And she was just waiting. I think she was already in love with me. And then when she uh, saw that I had this bad breakup, like I yeah. was crying in my room. Mm -hmm. So like she preyed on you. She waited and lied. What is it? Lied and lied and waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, lied yeah. And, and she saw and this girl broke up with me and she was like, she shouldn't have did that. You're the catch. You're Aww. the greatest. Yeah. And then she was in my bed comforting me. And then it just zip. She really Hello. comforted you. You felt yeah. very bad, and she know she knew that she had to comfort you all the way. I understand she, like, all the way. She knew That's all the how, positions of comfort. Are you yeah. comfortable in this position? <laughs> <laughs> That's how all great relationships start, honestly, uh, as feel, a rebound. I feel bad for this girl. I've been I've been like not a version of this girl. I've never like had someone live in my house because I want to date them, but I have been best friends with someone and been in love with them and been like. Yeah as soon as they see that I'm right, it's going to come <laughs> together and it never fucking does. Okay. It's, uh, but it's so sad, but I'm I get it. I'm dating my best friend. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But you two were fucking just fooling around without fooling around for years. You know what I mean? You two were flirting. It's a different uh -huh. thing than like, than like secretly being in love with someone yeah. and then just like not saying it at all. It's I don't know how to secretly do anything. It's, yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. Shout out to Xerxes. Um, yeah. We get it, Hemda, like you're all in love and everything's yeah, okay. great. Yeah, nah, nah. I'm in the closet. He's Dating in the living room. Oh my God, we're quarantined together. Oh Andrea, have you been alone for three months? Oh my God, what's that like? We do so much hand and mouth and foot stuff. <laughs> Uh, okay, so you moved. You moved out. So then I got my own apartment on Steinway Street, oh. seven hundred and fifty bucks. Nice, yo, I fucking love this apartment, yo. It was third floor walk up. Yeah, uh, I had to carry my crates of records in all the time because I didn't oh. want to leave them in the car. I forgot about that. You're a DJ with yeah, records. Crates of records. Do you bring, I'm so fucking ignorant to this. Do you okay. bring your own records in when you do, or do can they you, have shit there? Can you oh mute boy. her? Or, <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm being fucking honest. Everything's I don't, on the computer now. <laughs> you, wait, so DJ when you laptops. get to, like when you were DJing, like my Sweet 16, like when you yeah. got there, like <laughs> we would provide you all the records, right? No, I mean, no. like at the studio, wouldn't they have some shit or would you bring your own shit? You Whatever. Bring it. Yeah, bring it. You're in. the guy, Andre. You're That's the guy. Your instrument. That's your the whole, instrument. So the whole point of getting would have equi I never had to bring equipment. Everywhere I yeah. went had equipment. But you had to bring all your own I had own to bring shit. the records. Yeah, that okay. was the art. The records are the art. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not like a mobile DJ, like a wedding DJ where you, they bring all their equipment. They bring the whole sound system. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. You hire me to come in and I bring my tools. Well, because you're going to a studio. What do you mean a studio? You're, well, where are you going with the records? You're going to a club? Parties, parties. Party. Yeah. Okay, yeah. party. Parties, yeah. What studio are you talking about? I don't know. Oh, like the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's I what know. I mean. Studios. I have a, I'd have another set of records there. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, do, yeah. I, I was imagining you like driving to the radio station with all your records like oh, no, every no, no, fucking no. day. And I'm like, that sounds insane to no, me. No, we would have oh. record bands for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Andrea, that makes so much more sense <laughs> Sorry, <now>. Andrea. <laughs> We judged you, and I apologize. That's, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's I, we had separate separate sets there. And, and where would like, you find where would you find records? Is it just like you go to 
all different spots shopping Damn, for you it. Went, like, you, now you went back. I got to know. You, I, made, you made up for it and then you went back. I got to know where you get this shit. Well, listen, so, the listeners that listen to this podcast, they're yeah. literally all over the world uh-huh. and they listen to it to learn about New York culture. And I think that a lot of New York culture is about music and like yeah. people come to New York because they're like, oh, we have the coolest okay. record stores. Talk yes. to us. In, in that. Okay. So when I start popping off as a DJ, I'm nine, it's 96, 97, 98. That's when mm-hmm. I first get my internship on the radio. Little Kim, the club, the tunnel and the palladium. Uh, yes, this was the epicenter of hip hop. There was tons of record stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also if we were on the radio and did the best clubs, a lot of record companies would come and give us the records promos because they want us to break sure. these new records. So we got a lot of records for free, uh, but we'd also buy. Also, there'd be like bootleg remixes that we'd have to go buy. Yeah. Um, there was a store on on Seventh Ave and Thirty Fifth Street called Rock and Soul Records. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite shop. It was always hard to get there because you, you could, we couldn't drive there. You couldn't park. Um, but they had everything. You would always bump into like your favorite DJs there. That's something that's missing in the New York hip hop culture is the, the mentor apprentice uh, intern kind of relationship with older DJs that would teach younger DJs. That's why everyone's a DJ now because you just have to get a laptop and some MP3s and you're a DJ. Who mentored you? Well, my main mentor is Funkmaster Flex from the radio. Funk Master Flex. Funk Master Flex. Okay, for move? those who yeah, did not grow up in New York City, that is a fucking big deal. But yeah. but so is Cypher Sounds. Like, sure. yeah. All, yeah, yeah. like it's all a big deal. These are the names that we heard. If you were listening to music yeah. Um, yeah. from a DJ, most likely we were listening to you, Funk Master Flex. Yeah. Um, and like maybe a, another handful of people, but those were the names. Yeah, I was blessed. I was per- like, perfect timing like um i just read um malcolm gladwell's outliers mm. i have nothing else to do and uh it's all about the opportunity meeting the right timing like it literally crossed the perfect time for me how did you two meet flex yeah flex. i worked uh i interned for another kid named dj riz he okay. had a co- he was down with flex he had mm-hmm. a college radio show in long island Mm-hmm. So I went up there and I just start. This is how I've gotten every job I've ever had. Hey, I'll do whatever you want for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like literally, like what can I do to stay here and watch all this happen? Right. That's yeah. how Andrea actually met her ex boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. I'm gonna mute myself. She calls now. it a relationship. <laughs> yeah. He called it an internship. It's That's all how ends I bring with everyone shit. in my life. Well, it's not like, an internship listen. if you're getting paid. <laughs> Listen, um, we've all been the lady intern in the yeah. relationship. Uh, it is, yeah. It's not cool. And we I think, will do. We, we think we're going to get the job, but you know what? We never yeah. do. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for a lot of job offers uh, for the past 10 <laughs> well, years. The thing, but that's the key. I'm yeah. actually, I, right before all this corona shit happened, I'm actually uh, working with this um, this person who helps you put together a package so that you can go do like speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And my whole speaking platform is about how I turned opportunities from nothing into something like being an intern, Mm -hmm. but the timing, you have to know when to bounce, Mm -hmm. right? Or you have to know when to kind of threaten like, Hey, I've been here six months. I got to go now because I need to make some money. And they go, Oh no, we haven't been paying you. 
and then you could hopefully you then get to so that's right. what you gotta do in a relationship you gotta be like you treat me like an intern i'm about to bounce yeah remember remember when you did that to your roommate and then uh you bounced <laughs> you gotta do their papers so that they protect you yeah. you have to make yourself very very valuable very and valuable. you have to be the hardest worker uh and they will not be able to uh get the job done without you yeah exactly. make yourself indis- indispensable did yeah. you when you were were you guys trading records as well amongst djs did you guys like trade have things that were like super high value like it must have been sort of yeah. like a commodity situation oh, it was, yeah it was it was so fun like um because sometimes the promo versions that we would get for free never came out commercially or oh. they'd be like certain remixes or mm-hmm. like the promo vinyl would have like the acapella uh-huh. So we would get them for free. And then if we got extras, we could go to a record shop and trade them or sell them. Or like uh-huh. kids from Japan used to come to New York. Like I know guys from Japan, their job was to come to New York three times a year and buy as much vinyl as they could. Uh-huh. And an exclusive vinyl. That's why if you go to Japan now, you can still go to record shops and find things that like you never see. I worked for, like, I I recorded some music for, like, five minutes in my life, but um, I did dance music for a little while, and they would record the regular track that you'd hear, like, the pop version of it, and then then they would record four different uh, versions of it, specifically only for DJs, and it'd be, like, the super trippy version or whatever, and sometimes DJs would just take one little sample of it put another thing on it and now you're listening to a new song of course that's what i'm describing what you're Mm -hmm. doing but i i didn't know that i didn't know that there were these secret albums sort of secret versions of songs and that was it was hard to do it back then the technology wasn't like you could do that now on a laptop it's Mm. like crazy easy but back then like you had to be dedicated and find ways but this was like a uh like new york dj culture like i'm I always have this joke, like now as a comedian, my joke is I'm very famous in New York. Um, but uh, That's not a joke. I don't, what is he? Okay. I'm very, I would say. I mean, I'm we did just famous. laugh. That's yeah, all that laugh. matters though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very famous to a small group of people. <laughs> but um, the people, I, I can go to any city in the country and there will be people that know me especially if they're into music or like radio stuff that they all, they found ways to listen to hot 97 and then try to mimic it in their towns, you know? That yeah, absolutely. So I, you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the rumors about you. Okay. Because I talked to this chick in an apartment who said he <laughs> fucked her over. No, it's, it's, it's so cute. I don't know if it's true or not, but, um, you know, you told her you loved her. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were going to be together, bitch. <laughs> uh, I asked my boyfriend Xerxes grew up in Corona. Right. Yeah. And so he has, he still has like a text chain of all his friends from back then. And I, and we call it the streets so i go ask the streets what they know about cypher sounds right because i'm about to interview them <laughs> and so they said like you know the usual stuff you know the um the hot 97 of course and then yeah. one of them said i'm pretty sure he was the first person to play rihanna on the radio oh my so, god that's is that true i thought you were gonna drop some shit i didn't no, want no. out there yeah no, just cute stuff oh yeah, Hens- 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 she's not as cutthroat as I am. Yeah. When I heard Corona Queens, I was like, 
Uh, no, he's like, he's I heard you rock. make the prettiest songs ever. <laughs> Is that true? I heard you wore a crown and your quinceanera. <laughs> do you do you have people from from? Wait, 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 wait! Don't wait. Don't answer know. the question. He, 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 he thought, yeah. First of all, answer the question. Yes. Second of all, yes. he yes. thought I was going somewhere else in Corona. So where yeah. was I going in your brain? That's what I'm That's chasing down. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm googling yeah, Cypher Corona right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't tell you that. Uh, no, yeah, I was the first one to play Rihanna ever. Um, I met her when she was just, she was signed to these producers and they wanted me to hear the music. Um, I, I was partially responsible for getting her, her record deal. Um, I broke her music. I'm in the video upon the replay, but she was, Ooh. Hey, Mr. DJ song upon the replay. That's me. <laughs> That's me. That's your boy. Wow. Right. That's a fucking good one. Yeah. Okay. I broke a lot of music, but that was, the biggest like she became like a global superstar like what what other music did you break that we would know uh or our listeners would know that i personally broke yeah uh rick ross hustling like i helped rick ross get his record deal um i was uh the song called quiet storm by mob deep Mm -hmm. i played but mob Deep was already established right rick ross and rihanna were unknown people Right. Uh, but Mob Deep Quiet Storm is a big one. Uh, I helped Sean Paul a lot in the early days, but he was already oh, known so it's your in fault. the reggae world. <laughs> you, know, you don't like Sean Paul? Oh, uh, what? I, what? Can I tell you, my, uh, I had a Jamaican friend in Canada, a much older lady, who was Sean Paul's nanny. And she was, she was like, Sean was a very good boy. <laughs> <laughs> That was Sean. When you say Sean Paul, I think of, um, I guess, like my junior year in high school, senior year in high school. Like that's, you know, how there's like soundtracks. Do you guys feel like that? Yeah, like, yeah. There's sure, soundtracks sure, sure. to like, like that time things. period. Yeah. 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 And that I feel like Sean Paul was kind of um, Noriega was like uh, eighth grade for yeah. me. And then uh, Sean Paul was like junior, senior year. I feel like Sean Paul was the first time I ever ground, grinded, grinded, ground. Ground. <laughs> Fast tense. Fast tense. I think Cypher just left. The first time I put my ass up against someone's dick and moved it in a circular motion. With clothes on in public. With clothes on in public. This is this podcast is just audio, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because we are we are doing it on Zoom, so we can see each other. But for you guys listening, if you would have saw my face (laughs) when she said "ground," you can't. They grind it. I don't know, man. No one. No one. I remember no one ever asked me to dance and ever at dances, never. I was always dancing by myself. And then I remember this like kind of heavier dude, uh-huh. um, John Lurcher finally took pity on me and he asked me to, to grind to Sean Paul <laughs> and I wasn't ready. I didn't what have a question. Is that he uh, asked you? Yeah. He yeah. said it like that. Can you grind on me? Would you, <laughs> Hey, do you want to grind? And I just was like, yes. Finally, yes. <laughs> well, that was the show, though, on MTV, right? The grind. Yeah. Wasn't that MTV? Yes. Yeah. So, so you, the word made its way into, into Canada. Guys, Canada listen. Culture. I'm sorry. I was a skater, so to me, grinding meant like you know, going on like a rail or around the curb with your rollerblade. Like, I'm sorry, I wasn't like a whore like you were. Well, I wasn't, no one, ever, no one was ever interested. And I remember this was like a big watershed moment for me that like finally someone wanted to dance with me, but it's, so, it's such a fucking long song and you have to keep your legs engaged. Like, this is horrible. 
Your abs are killing you the next day. You feel day. this guy's fucking boner? This is a mess. You did a boner for him? Of course I did a boner. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> thank I you, did. Sean. You know what? Honestly, thank you. Thank you, Saifa. And thank you, Sean Paul. Yeah. You think that's, that's a you think that's a feat getting a, uh, a how old no, is how old, hey, is hey, hey hey she just said she was asked to the prom essentially let's back it up was the my, little girl it was my big fucking moment good for you Andrea I'm proud yeah. of you hey man yeah now yeah. Saifa stop trying to get around this what mm-hmm. happened in Corona yeah no, no I'm not, gonna find not, out I'm gonna ask the streets <laughs> not specifically Corona it was just just Queens just Queens and I mean I'm here in Kew Gardens so I can also ask around. No, do you, there's, ha- there's do you have any people from your past that you that are that you have like bad blood with bad shit? No. Um, For example, Corona. No, it's nothing bad. My uh, my problem. My thing is, I I hate beef. I hate lingering beef. I solve. Mm-hmm. I fix every problem. If you don't like me, you just don't like me. Like th- there's no problems I have where I haven't went and apologized or tried to fix or try to mend. Like. Um, but there's just a, a girl that was in the industry that was from Queens. That's all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't tell know us. They knew about it. No, We're I can't. listening. No, I can't. Did I'll tell grind? you another girl Did though. You guys grind? Did you guys grind? Did you ground? Did you boner? <laughs> yeah. Did she? Did she produce a boner? <laughs> <laughs> she boned me. Uh, wait, who's in Long Island City? You, right, Andrea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know tell your address. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I dated a girl that lived in Long Island City and she was amazing. And then I taught her about Seinfeld. Jobs. Oh, okay. Seinfeld. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, I taught her, her about Larry David. She did not know what Kirby Enthusiasm was. Listen. So you basically her about- taught her about New York Jews. New York right? Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I talk her oh, about she bagels was, she was, and locks. Uh, she was from she was she was Canadian. She was Indian from Canada, from Toronto. Oh shit! And um, I taught her about uh, Larry David, Kirby Enthusiasm. We watched it like in the car on a road trip. And then she said, "Oh, uh, fuck! I can't say. I'm sorry." Okay, I'll say. It. She said she liked a rapper. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, this rapper is loved by real hip hop fans, but then he also kind of blew up. So when like girls are like, Oh, I like this rapper. We're like, no, you don't know the real shit. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gay so one fifty cent. No, oh. I can't say. I, I remember why I can't say I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but just know it's a rapper. All right. she, so I also love uh, Frank Sinatra. I'm a huge Frank Sinatra fan. Right. This bitch. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. She's a very nice girl. <laughs> This girl uh, gets a job working for this rapper. Uh-huh. Now she works for him. And then she got married to some dude. Oh, she met uh, Larry David because she moved to L.A. She met Larry David and posted about it. And there was little subliminal messages towards me. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. Little and then she marries some dude at Frank Sinatra's house. Okay, so basically she stole your entire identity. Yeah. Oh. Her name is V for Vendetta. <laughs> <laughs> She's just living her best life. She got married at Frank's house with the rapper there, hugging like she put up a picture. Of Did you feel like it was her. a dig? Do you feel like it was a yes. dig to you? Did yes. your mom walk her down the aisle? <laughs> she got my dead dad to walk her down the aisle. <laughs> Women really fucking you really get under their skin, huh? Okay, my problem. Oh, what's this your is problem? Dumb. Oh, this is good. Yeah, the I love problem it. is that I'm 
this is not an ego You're, thing, but I'm mm-hmm. such a great guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just stop yourself. Hello? No, such a great guy. <laughs> they get hooked uh, up in it, baby. They get stuck. Uh-huh. Is my- is, is anyone talking right now? Because I just blacked out. Yeah. I don't know. I think he left again. Okay, they, cool. They never recover. And then they just, they keep you chasing. La- you're laughing. I'm yeah. a catch, ladies. Yeah. Uh, you're laughing. And, and Wait, are you a good guy? My problem was I was a workaholic. My only problem in all my relationships was that Is I neglecting the relationship. Yes. <laughs> the only problem was that you weren't like a very good boyfriend. They all so like besides that you were a good guy. I was a great boyfriend. (laughs) These women have things. They're called needs, and it's like, why do you keep coming at me? No, because we were young. We were young, and they wanted older things. Right, like you were with small Kimberly, making three hundred a week. You were like, I cannot dedicate my time to you. Like I know you want to do snuggles. I'm married to the. I'm married to the life. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) that horrible part about me. Still, the goodness outweighed all that, and they wanted me. And they, you know what? They still want me. They come back, they DM, they find my old number, they hit me up, and they go, "Hey, remember Remember when? Yeah, remember Long Island City with Larry David? No, not her. She never hits me. Remember when I was fourteen and you made me a mixtape? You still have that? Is it? I don't even follow that girl. I don't follow her. I just. (laughs) <laughs> type her name in on Instagram. Well, you look at her from your other account, though. Uh-huh. No, I, well, I use my account, but I don't. I, I, oh, I thought I liked the picture once, and I almost. Oh, you go back out. to the beginning and you like it. Oh, right? I that. Oh my god. Sifa <laughs> sounds like her picture from seven years ago. <laughs> Did you make mixtapes for girls you like, or is it like being a masseuse no. and like by the time you get home, you don't want to be doing that? No, I didn't make mixtapes because I'll tell you why. Because I was on the radio. So I mixed live. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't sit there and record. I wish I did because mixtapes live forever. Mm-hmm. Right? You could still have your favorite mixtape. But mine, my people loved my show, but they don't have the recording of it. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's why I wish I did make mixtapes. But I wasn't that guy to make. I, I made so- one. Mm, oh. oh, the truth comes out. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. in Corona. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Her. <laughs> That's with my baby mama. <laughs> so, um, okay. So now you're you're in Astoria. You're living your life. Tell yeah. us a really cool story, um, maybe about like you know you you encounter so many celebrities. You're working alongside them. Like, what's yeah. a cool like New York celebrity story? Talk uh, to us. In New York. Yeah. Ah, uh, there's so many. How do I? Were you them? ever involved in a shooting outside of Hot 97? Be honest. Uh, yes. No, okay. no, 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 no. Not. Hot 97 had. Tell us about the Source famous, Awards. Three famous shootings in front of Hot 97. I wasn't there for any of them, but I almost. I had a guy pull a gun out on me in front of Hot 97. Why? Uh, he wanted me to play his artist. He was a Jamaican gangster. Yeah, I'm curious about about that. Um, is that did, since did you're you able know to Superhead? Oh, hold, hold on, Andrea. Go on. <laughs> did yes. you? Did oh, you, know you know, Super- I met Superhead uh, with Little Kim because with Little did Kim. Did you meet Superhead? No, 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 no. No, okay. I'll tell you about the road with Little Kim. Hold on, I'll get back to you in a second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The road with Little Kim was. You gotta understand. I'm an underground hip hop. DJ, right? 
Little Kim, Junior Mafia, they're all like down with Biggie. They're all rapping about mm-hmm. Crystal and Dior and all that stuff. I'm in my army hat, army jacket, backpack, like underground. Like I just, I'm just doing this for the check. I don't care about this music. And uh, we go to LA for a, why were we in LA? I think a video shoot. Yeah, video shoot. No, no, MTV show. We were doing an MTV show. And they were like, yo, uh, Corinne, I think her name is Corinne. They're like, yo, Corinne's coming to the room. And I'm like, who's Corinne? They're like, Superhead. And I was like, excuse me? Like, yeah, we call her Superhead because she gives Superhead. I was like, okay, how do you, you all know? And they're like, yeah, it's Superhead. So this girl shows up and literally goes from room to room, just knocking everyone down. Oh, I would want to be first. What I got to tell you. soldier. Fuck. Oh. The jaw. She comes, she knocks, she knocks on my room. She goes, C said I gotta suck your dick. I I didn't even open the door. I go, I'm okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you wanna know how good it was? No. Yo, I had, first of all, I'm not like that. I'm not. You're a good guy, guy. I know. You're a good guy. You're a good guy. These guys had so many girls running around. They used to announce the hotel we were at uh, in the show, and the (laughs) hotel would be packed. I was such a fucking nerd. That, like, let's say there was three girls, and then one of the guys grabbed one of the girls, and then there's two girls just waiting around. They would all, like, wait in my room. My room was, like, the holding Oh, you were the holding cell. And there would be, like, six girls in my room that don't know each other, or maybe, like, two of them know each other, and they'd just be in there. One time, this girl was on the phone, and she's like, no, I'm in some other dude's room. No. (laughs) No, he's... Now he's playing with some beat machine on his bed. <laughs> he's not paying attention to me. I like trying to make beats and there's like six girls half naked in my room. And you're like, hey, you're up next, honey. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that I keep. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's five o'clock fear. and it's room 622. Yeah. Here's a key. Yeah, there used to be girls running around in the hallways naked. Dudes running around naked. It was gross. <laughs> Sounds kind of fucking awesome to me. No, it's, not my, it's not my style. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. Style. You're very um, conservative. Great guy. I have a question. So, so you mentioned that you broke so many like big artists. Yeah. Uh, are people bribing you? Are people thre- like you mentioned someone threatening yeah. you? Like it, it just like it's threats. Just known. Yeah, th- they tried. Funkmaster mm-hmm. Flex. The first, the first day, the first piece of advice, piece of advice he gave me was don't take money. For music because then they feel they own you mm-hmm. and it was tempting because they used to offer a lot of money and even record companies would like take you to dinner and stuff like that but like that was like schmoozing yeah it would be like street dudes you know the streets mm. I henda. Personally do not. no henda <laughs> knows the street she's on like, I, I know a little bit of the streets are <laughs> uh, oh, you mean like metropolitan avenue <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they would um they would try to give you like brown bags of money Mm-hmm. But like the thing is like when the gangster was outside the radio station that one day, um, he goes, Yo, you gotta play this. And he he showed me a gun in his waistband. And I said, Okay, I have to make a decision here because there's two there's two problems. One, you say yes, you're gonna play it, and then don't play it. Right. Now they have a reason to have beef with you. Mm-hmm. Then if you do play it, they own you. Oh, he's mm-hmm. scared. We can intimidate him. Now we own him. 
Yeah. So, so he goes, and this is when I was married to the job. So he pulls his gun out and he goes, yo, you're going to play this today. And I'm like, it's horrible. I'm not going to play it. And I say to him, I go, yo, listen, if I go upstairs and I play that song on my show, my boss is going to be pissed and he's going to fire me. And if I get fired from this job, I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> so you threatening me. This guy, I saw him free. And when I yelled, oh, I forgot to tell you, there was two other Jamaicans on each corner, like kind of watching out. And they started mm -hmm. coming closer when I started yelling. Uh, I shocked him so much. Like no one's ever talked to him like that. And then right when he was in shock, I jumped in. I was like, but look. I'll go to your studio one day. We'll find another song that would work. I promise I'll play something, but I can't play that song today. <laughs> and literally, like, he was like, it shocked him. And then he looked up. He's like, yo, this mom crazy. I'm crazy. This mom crazy. And then, like, like, here's my that, card. Uh -huh. That guy respect, like, to this day, like, he. Sean Paul. And now Sean Paul has a great career, and I'm really yeah, happy. The guy for him. The, the, his artist sitting in the passenger seat was Sean Paul. <laughs> was there ever something that you heard that you thought was really fucking good, but never got the time of day? Did you see things that like deserved more oh, than yeah, they got? Yeah, yeah, a lot. That must be heartbreaking. Yeah, that's um, that sucks, man. There was a lot of songs I thought that were really good, that uh, for whatever reason didn't work out. A lot of times it was politics. Uh, you know, we're not messing with the the label you're on, or uh, or it's mediocre head. What are you gonna do with that? Yeah, <laughs> right. You need super. I can't. I could not date a girl who even did anything with a rapper or someone from an entourage. It just can't. Oh, well, I'm out, so... You're done. Yeah. I, I used to I be a video host. So. I, I went on a date with this girl, <laughs> and we went to this party, and uh, this is my first date. We're chilling. We had dinner. Dinner was great. Then we go to this club, and we're standing there, and this guy walks by, and she goes, hey, Skane. And I'm like, how do you know him? And she goes, oh, I met him at DJ Clue's house. And I <laughs> turned around and walked out. Yeah. So you're not into like the groupie kind no. of feel. No. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people are into that for like a relationship. Yeah, they have something specific in mind. I've seen groupies wanna... become housewives. Like who? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is really he's he's all closed up. I mean, maybe in therapy you could talk about just I'll being talk about little... myself. I can't talk about yeah. other people. Talk about being a little bit more open. Was there <laughs> Was there ever, I mean, we talk about this in the podcast, was there ever a moment in New, like, that you had in New York where you're like, holy shit, this could never happen anywhere else. This is such a specific um, to New York City moment. Okay. Or like the scaredest shit, you, scariest yeah. shit you've ever seen. I've seen a lot. Um, I'll give you a personal one and a hip hop one. So uh, the um, first time I met Biggie, Ooh, I like this story. Yeah, I only met him twice because uh, I was like still very new when he came. When Biggie, I met him and then at the he Palladium, died. And then he died. Um, so I met him at the Palladium. And uh, it was, I think it was Jay-Z. It was Jay-Z's first album release party, Reasonable Doubt. And Biggie came out and did a song with him. And then um, came outside and then Bone Thugs and Harmony was outside. 
but they wouldn't let him in because it was like a dress code kind they of. They were like at a crossroads, kind of. They were right, <laughs> right at the crossroads. And it, I tell you what, it was it was around the first of the month, and uh, come on, that was another. Okay, bone that was reference. all right, all right, all right, all right. Come on. Listen. <laughs> You guys are like, okay, that's the thing. <laughs> we go, we go, okay. We got it, we got it. So, uh, so they won't let him in, and they're like, you know, four dudes from Cleveland, they, their style wasn't fitting the New York style at that moment. And uh, they're starting to beef with the security guards, and it's starting to get a little pushy. And then Biggie comes out and is like, yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? He goes, that's Bone Thugs. And the security's like, what? Who? <laughs> and they weren't that known at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he literally paid like he didn't get them in he paid for them to go in like he pulled money out of his pocket gave it to the girl at the register paid for them to go in and then afterwards they go inside he didn't go in and they talked they were like yo we should do something together like yeah yeah let's you know let's talk about it so that was when they first talked about doing a song together Ooh, you got a like little a little moment in history i was standing there i was like i was like they're never gonna do a song why would he do a song with those (laughs) fucking weird looking dudes and uh, turned out to be one of the best Biggie songs ever. Amazing. Uh, and then another New York moment. I was with this young lady, and I oh, young lady. It's very interesting yeah. when it's a young lady. When it's I was a with girl. this bitch. <laughs> she turned out to be a bitch. Um, so I was gonna ask her to marry me. I was gonna try to propose. Oh. What? So I proposed to her. Why? Why get married? Yeah. You're not into it? I'm not, but also you seemed like you were such a career dude. And so. Yeah, like, I thought you were married to the game. Yeah, yeah. So why this girl? Uh, she, she gets super head. I liked her. Um, it was, yeah, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, a head yeah. guy. That's the thing. I'm not a head guy. Okay. I love so to, I love to, giving it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're a good guy. I love a good guy. I, is, I know you guys are making fun. I just want to make I love you happy. Giving uh-huh. it more than getting it. I'm being dead serious. I understand um, that. I understand. Ladies, that. So, ladies, you've heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. I've said it before. Uh, <laughs> so I asked her to marry me on August 11th, 2001, at the top of the World Trade Center. Oh dear. I asked her to marry me August 11th Okay Okay. 2001 Top of the World Trade Center Like this is going to be the most memorable thing that's going to happen We're always going to be able to come back here (laughs) We're always going to Every time we see the towers we're going to be like That's where we got engaged New York Did your your relationship light on fire The same day that When I tell you that was the perfect sign One month later the towers go down and I was like, is this a sign? So wait, so she says yes. She said yes. Okay. One and month then, later to the day. Okay. Yeah. September 11th. Yes. So I'm getting at. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're here. We're here. For towers us. go down. Okay. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have did that. And it was, it turned out to be the worst, not the so worst. So you broke up with her like, because of uh, a terrorist attack. No, I didn't break up with her. It just, okay. no, we stayed together for another <laughs> Five years. Wow! Okay. Um, but you never got married. Never got married to her. So, so uh, a month later, you're already questioning it. What do you think? Uh, look at your heartbroken face. Oh uh, boy, look at that. Uh, what happened? Uh, no, <laughs> I didn't care about. I tell you what, we had an on and off, on again, off again relationship for a long time, and every time we broke up. 
We got back together. We fought. We got back together. The final straw was when one time we were broken up and she slept with this guy who worked for a record company that she met at a party. Yeah, but maybe she was doing it for you. How's that? Like, you know, she was just trying to advance your career. No. Uh, nice. <laughs> After Good that, one, she Tracy. Done. She's like, I was networking. Done. For she us. Finished. She was getting married at Frank Sinatra's place. She was digging. Got married it. at fucking Dean Martin's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, New York is such an interesting place, and we're so happy that you were here to share these amazing yeah, New York you. stories uh, with us. I feel like there were more me stories. I wish That's I gave more New York stories. Listen, we love hearing about you. You are a, a staple in New York City. Absolutely. I mean, Best you're pizza. Jo- uh, cardboard. Joe's. That's terrible, Hemda. West stop Ford. saying that. Stop no, saying that. You need to stop. Saifa, what do you think? I, I like Ben's. I like Ben's grandma yeah. slice on the corner of, of yeah. uh, West 3rd West and, and, and McDougal. And the grandma slice of Ben's is better. Oh, Joe's okay. Is good. There's the one. The what's the one in Astoria that used to be around the corner from us, Hamda? Oh, oh that's, I didn't. Oh, I didn't Michael and Angelo's. Michael and Angelo's. Come on, that was yeah, but it's so obscure. Good. It's so obscure. No, so, absolutely know. not, guys. Listen, the best pizza and the best racism come from Queens, New York, mm-hmm. uh, Howard Beach, and that's how it goes. No, that that stupid place off the highway. Ugh. Well, I'm the sorry. The old man making it. No, that's that's Brooklyn. So oh. I'm talking about New Park Pizza wow. uh, in Howard Beach, Queens. I'm crossing it Park. It's no. great. It's, it's fantastically great. I'm sorry, Hamza. You need to know. I, need I know to tell that you your truth. people mm-hmm. from your neighborhood. Okay. Your people. Please, please not. Don't you your people. people. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. In these times, these are not my people anymore. Hey. I am absolutely uh, standing with all, Black Lives Matter. I am not with here's them. What I hate about, here's what I hate about your people. Uh-huh. <laughs> Be more specific. Who are you Canadians? talking about? Canadians? Yeah, me or Women. The Italians. Yeah, I, they're Italian. not, and Listen, I lived in an Italian in the Bronx. Uh, I love Italians. Frank Sinatra, Italian. Um, the problem people. is, you when you came to this country, you're, mm-hmm. you weren't white. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Italians I do. are not white. And all of a sudden, they like, because they're a little bit lo- whitish looking and from Europe, but you were from South Europe, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm Sicilian. Nowhere. Yeah, even Sicilian. <laughs> yeah, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> and like, then they like become racist against black people and it's like, but you were, you were treated horribly when you got here. You can't have some sympathy or empathy. Well, absolutely. Also, to, to build off of that, I will say this. The most racist Italians are um, out there appropriating black culture, uh, listening to rap music and, you know, dressing the same way in a black culture. Yeah. And they're, they hate um, black people and they're so just weird. I, I don't. I will never understand it. I, I don't understand it at all. Actually, yeah, I think so it's weird. our it's our culture at large. I think we we teach people as a whole who to like and who to hate. We teach them by radio, TV, the news, yeah. whatever. And I think that's that's you know obviously what's what's happening right now, you know, and what's been happening. It's when it changes, it still doesn't you know reach that level that is equal and right and just. Right. I mean, the only thing that we could do right now is speak up and light a uh, cop car on fire. I'm sorry. Also that. Well, I mean, you could do that too. You could speak up, uh, make sure you're out there protesting if you could, um, and make sure you're donating to all of the causes right now. When the war breaks out, God forbid, when the war breaks out. When? Yeah. It's the the tip of the iceberg now. When the war breaks out, 
you Jews are also not white. <laughs> like you take the, a lot of Jews take the white side now. And then one day someone's going to go, Hey, what about these Jews? And you're going to go, Oh yeah. I think they did that already. Yeah. I, I think, think there was a thing. There might've been a, a thing. thing they did with the Jews. It's also, you know, growing up with a name like Chemda outside of a place that they can pronounce even a name like Chemda. I understand what yeah. I look and sound like. <laughs> I, I, I could see my face right You're here. I can even it. see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, right was, now. God, no, what's so going on in New York, this is the last thing. What's going on in New York is really fucked up right now. And yeah. it's really scary. And I hate it. I hate it all. But I, I remember the days. There's a place in Chinatown called Wohop. You know Wohop? Of course. The greatest. Tell, tell our listeners. So, yeah. I mean, tell them about, like, it's, the culture in Wohop. It's not the greatest food. It's the greatest late night after the club, yeah. 24-hour Chinese spot. But here's the thing about Wohop that's so New York. You could be a wanted drug dealer, known, top 10 wanted. You go into Wohop, there's a table full of cops in uniform on their lunch break from the late night shift. In Wohop, there's a truce. <laughs> No one fucks with you in Wohop. It's like this weird thing where like cops and criminals hang out and like just do not fuck with each other. It's New York great, City needs that to is be a you Wohop. <laughs> New York, that's a New York moment when you go in there and you see some thugs at this table, some cops at that table, and everyone's just getting it fried rice and chicken wings and General Souls chicken. It's great. And that's what I want to do. We need to bring Wohop to the protest. Be more Wohop. Yeah. That's what we need to be. Be less that and more Wohop. Less less IHOP, more Wohop. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Thank you so much for being on. This is really cool. Amazing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us um, what are you working on right now? Where could people find you and where could people find your projects? Well, okay, the biggest thing I'm working on right now is every morning at 10.30, my daughter has a Zoom class where I have to help her with her reading and arithmetic. Well, Uh, drop by. Yeah, hopefully hopefully I won't shoot myself. Uh, Nothing's (laughs) happening. Nothing's going on. Uh, Follow me at Cypher Sounds. That's where I have all my information. Uh, I was supposed to go on tour with Michelle Wolf. I was supposed to do more shows with Dave Chappelle. I was I always go on tour with Michael Che every summer. I don't know if any of that's happening. My identity lies in these comedians' careers. So <laughs> please, let's get out of this safely. Yeah. Uh, both both problems going on right now: pandemic and fucking uh, riots happening. You know, it's just sad. Absolutely, yeah. uh, Andrea. What's going on with you, Andrea? What's happening? Hey, man, I'm in my apartment. I'm alone. Uh, three months. Hey, uh, follow. <laughs> well, we have we have a way to to connect with all three of us now. Are we oh. dropping that? Hamda, take it. Only in New York Pod.com, where you oh can my actually God. find everything about us, how to reach us, um, how to get the podcast, and our stickers for sale. Stickers. There's we have uh, we actually started a little store where you can get Ooh. stuff that uh, we won't even mention now. Only in New York It's going to be a special surprise. Take a look around. It's yeah, great. absolutely. And guys, make sure you check people. out 
Awesome. Guys, make sure you check out my other podcast, Teen Mom Trash Talk and 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. Hamza has Keith and the Girl, as always, 15 years going strong, and Andrea's Hot Mess Comedy Hour. Guys, you can find us all on social media. You know where to go. And make sure you follow Saifa Sounds because he is uh, he's a New York staple. I mean, if you're not, if you don't know Saifa and you're not following him, are you even from New York? Do you even know New York City? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Guys, make sure you're donating to all the appropriate places right now uh, to support the cause. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, hey, fuck (laughs) you. There's nothing to see here. Get out of here. (laughs)